What's going on, traders? How we doing? Welcome to the SPACs attack. Let's get it started. What's going on, my traders out there? I hope you guys are enjoying the day like I am. I'm having another great day. I've ran pre-market prep, ran into the open. Now going to flex with the SPACs because we're back, baby. Let's bring on my man, the brains to this show. Chris Catchy. Hey, what's going on, brother? How we doing on this Friday? Hey, trying to enjoy it. As you can see, I'm gonna get my Fauci ouchie later. Gonna gonna have the 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 power to go ahead and travel. I'm super excited about being able to travel. I I I you know, if you guys didn't know, I it, it during the pandemic, I actually got engaged with my fiance. So I'm looking forward towards maybe having the wedding. But really, I'm looking forward to that honeymoon, man. I, I need to have a great honeymoon. So there's going to be a lot of traveling. Who knows? Maybe one day I do SPAC's attack from Hawaii. Whoo, got to yeah. invite Chris out there, dude. How about that? Also, Mitch, you know what we both need to do? I mean, I'm here in Michigan, but believe it or not, I still have not been to the Benzinga headquarters. So one of these days we got to meet up at Benzinga. We could do a show from there sometime too. I'll tell you what, man. I'm actually planning on, on getting this done. We're, let, let's do this in July. July. We got one more month to get through. But in July, I think at, in the middle of July, we're going to do something special for SPACs. I'm not going to give out the secret right now, but definitely smash the like, guys. This is what we're here for. So hit the like and let's go ahead and let's get into our headlines because we do got an interview today. We're going to get into Pixie a little bit later, guys, if that's what you're here for. So let's go ahead and let's get into our headlines and find out what's moving in the SPAC world. All right, guys. Yeah, so not a ton of headlines on this Friday um, no new deals, but let's dive in. So yesterday, um, it was announced by Hims and Hers, that's ticker H-I-M-S, um, that they partnered with Alex Rodriguez to launch a blur stick concealer. Um, you know, not a huge surprise here. Hims and Hers does have a, a partnership with uh, J-Lo um, and now involving Alex Rodriguez. So keep an eye out. This could be good marketing and brand awareness for them. Uh, I know I see those J-Lo commercials all the time. Could A-Rod commercials be far behind? And then we have Tattooed Chef, TTCF. <clears throat> um, they are launching an influencer campaign for brand ambassadors. One of the things I've been talking about a lot, right, is that expansion of their products in Target um, and other stores. They had a tweet out yesterday you know, asking for brand ambassadors um, if you want to be part of the Tattooed Chef family. I, I think that's a great start for them, right? You know, the biggest thing in the plant-based food market, you know, is, is getting your brand name out there. Build that awareness. You know, have some famous people, some celebrities, some well-known social media uh, people trying your products, talking about your products. So good push from them. And uh, I think that could be a catalyst going forward. We have uh, Faraday Future, that's ticker PSAC. They unveiled a new feature in their FF91 electric vehicle, a 27-inch backseat screen with a video conferencing uh, feature. So, so, Mitch, I know you remember when we did that interview with Faraday Future, those uh, gorgeous back seats, all that leg room to really spread out. And now we're going to be able to do our, our zoom calls from, from the back seat. I hold mean, on, sign, hold sign on. Sign me up. You're, you're telling me I'm running the SPACs attack through the fair day now. 
that's, that's right. That's what I want to see. I want to get myself in the back seat, running the Spax attack in the Faraday. Lean back, baby. Put the legs up. Yo, I, I don't know, man. But to me, man, uh, get me one of these. Forget the Tesla. I want an FF91. Yeah, you know, I, I think we call up Faraday and we say, hey, we, we want to test this out and see how well this uh, video conferencing uh, software really works. And, you know, maybe we test it out for you. So, you know, I, I think that's a great feature for them to really set themselves apart from these other manufacturers. So keep an eye out on that one. And, and then we have SRNG, Soaring Eagle, which I do own shares of. Their target, Ginkgo Bioworks, signing a collaboration with Biogen. Um, this is a $5 million upfront payment and up to $115 million in milestone payments to develop gene therapy manufacturing platforms. Um, you know, as I've said, I, I really like this Ginkgo deal. They already have lots of partners and now, you know, signing this one with Biogen, uh, I think is, is a positive one going forward. So keep an eye out, SRNG. We have IPOE, um, you know, merging with SoFi. We do have a date set for that uh, next week. They reported first quarter revenue yesterday, $216 million. That was up 151% year over year. Adjusted EBITDA of 4 $0.1 million, and they uh, reconfirmed guidance full year, $980 million. Um, you know, this is an exciting one. We've been talking about this one for a while now. Shares are up 22% in the last week. I know when Spencer was on, you know, filling in this week, this is one that he's liked um, with the catalyst being that bank charter. Um, I've also talked about how they have, uh, you know, Gemini, the, the software platform, the Amazon Web Services, uh, you know, similar approach. So keep an eye out, IPOE. I think this one really takes off as it goes into that merger next week. Then we have SPCE, Virgin Galactic, which was a mover yesterday, up 15%. Moving again today with an upgrade from UBS, upgrading shares to buy, but lowering the price target to $36. Um, so again, shares were up 15% yesterday. Genie, Genius Sports up 10% yesterday. That was one Mitch and I called out on the show yesterday to talk about those earnings. And then also Ride, R-I-D-E, down 15% yesterday. Remember, we called that as well as the Ford Catalyst that if Ford announced a price and a date um, that shares of Ride could see pressure after all those positive moving days and shares were down yesterday. They're up slightly today. And then our deal announcement yesterday, XPOA shares flat at 985 yesterday. And then the rumor that I'm seeing out there is that Ford, of course, Ford Motor Company, uh, they are considering spinning off their electric scooter unit um, that's called Spin. And this could be done via SPAC deal. Um, remember that we also have electric scooter company Bird going public in a SPAC deal with SWBK. Not a big surprise here. Ford is very focused on electric vehicles, autonomous vehicles for their future. So spinning off that scooter business, I think, makes a ton of sense. And I think a SPAC deal is probably in its future. Uh, that's what I've got, Mitch. Again, we, we don't have much today, but next week we do have the merger vote for IPOE on the 27th and STIC with BarkBox on the 28th. 
And then on Monday, we get earnings from RIDE, Lordstown Motors. So an exciting week coming up. All right, man. Now, one of the things that I want to look at is, of course, our watch list. And, and we're going to get in towards that right now really quickly. It looks like we have a little bit of time before we get towards our interview. So let's take a look at the watch list. At the end, Chris and I are going to really talk about some of the stocks that we want to really watch. I got into some of these stocks. So I'm going to give you more of the stocks that I actually got into already. And Chris is going to give some to keep an eye out. Now, one stock that is on my radar now because I'm seeing it on the watch list so i'll bring it up here is muds why is mud on my radar chris i i don't know if you heard but i i saw that this next week would be the last burn or we just went through the last burn process of tops for the mlb cards one think one one idea that i'm thinking here is do next week do we get the announcement of new cards coming out I think that right there will definitely affect the stock. So I think that's what you're starting to see. People buying into the rumor like we always talk about and then maybe selling the news. So just be, I'm just putting it on the radar there. I'm, I, what do you think? I think you're spot on. Yeah, we're in the last burn process right now, which will end on, is it Tuesday? Mm -hmm. um, so then anytime after Tuesday, I think you're spot on that we could get an announcement of when will that next pack drop happen. The other thing I saw yesterday um, – you know, is that there's more and more of these packs being released, um, you know, on that wax platform that Tops uses. So, you know, I'm, I'm interested to, to learn more about that. We have seen the, the value of wax come down a little bit and, and that burn process towards the end, you know, they did make it to where you had to get rid of some of the top players. So I'm curious to see how the feedback went from that as I think less people we're, we're trading in the star player cards to, to get those packs. Um, and, and I'm curious to see, right? The season's only partway through, you know, so I think they could do more pack drops. And then I think, you know, later on this year, we've got playoffs, right? We've got a World Series. They've got all kinds of things that they can do. So Look what I got here, Chris. I, I see that a 1952 pack. I mean, I'm, Ooh, I'm excited to see what's like inside Mitch did that. that burn process. Mitz did the burn. The burn process was really fun, guys. I got to show you guys that video. Um, they, they they do a really good video where they that you can they show you the cards that are going into the burn, and then they give you the pack. So definitely smash the like, guys, if you guys want to see this 1952 Redux pack opened on Spacks Attack. If we get to let, let's see what we got here. I'm, I'm gonna put an impossible number out here, but oh, if are you we get thinking to of it, opening this today? I will do. I, I will do it today. I will do it for you guys out there I'm, I'm having too much fun today i've been waiting to open this one who knows could be inside um so I, i'm gonna go with 175 likes for the 1952 redux pack opening i'll, I'll open it live here guys i'm holding it i, I could sell this thing for over a hundred dollars right now um but instead of doing that i mean i just want to open it i got some cool <laughs> it could have some cool cards in there who, who never knows? It could be like uh, if you get a Trout card in here, if you get like a Yelich, uh, a Pujols, uh, you know, anything that you can get. You know, one of the things that I think a lot of people are focusing on, the potential Hall of Famers. And, and so if you get any of those, could be fun to definitely open up. Let's get yeah, back definitely. to the watch list, point out what's moving on the day here. So up on the day, we got, of course, of course, what? One of my favorites, guys, one of my long-term picks that I gave you guys like two or three weeks ago, 
LEV line electric. I gave you guys this down here closer towards the 16 and look at it. We're starting to push. We're starting to look strong there at near that 20. Uh, another one that I gave with this one was ARVL. I'll be looking to see if this one can really push through the 20 also. Same kind of look. They, they, they run very similar. So keep your eyes on those. I'm seeing silver spike here. What's up, Chris? What's up with Silver Spike? Is there any you know, news? Or anything? When I saw it earlier today, it was up about 2%, now up 4%. I'm not sure if we have news out there. Um, the last thing I'm seeing is a, a 13G, a passive stake um, filing announcement here on Benzinga Pro. Um, but maybe weed stocks are moving. Um, but Mitch, I'll, I'll piggyback off of that LEV, right? LEV uh, ARVL and then ACTC, the other one. I, I'm still surprised, right? Joe Biden did that virtual tour of the Proterra electric bus plant. He, he's been calling for electric buses. We still haven't gotten any big announcements and orders. I, I still think that's the catalyst to watch here. And, and if you're not watching LEV or ACTC, I think they need to be on your watch list because pay attention to entry points. Don't chase them. But, but I think there's going to be more positive news here real soon. All right. Now, one thing I'm looking at here is that you also are seeing, of course, uh, Helion up about uh, almost 3%. Rice up. I haven't seen that one up in a little while. I'm going to keep a look at this one because it's been going sideways for a while now. And it looks like we've had multiple resistance tries and a, and a big support here that we're starting to build up underneath it. Let's see if we can really start testing up here. I would love for this to actually test the trend line. You know, one of the things is you saw a breakout through it, but then you also saw a rejection of it. So it's gone up, up, down below it let's see if it can close above 16 start pushing up there towards the 17 and get some volume really because this stock trades with barely any volume compared to that first gap up of 119 million shares yeah and mitch this this rice this was the uh the oil spack this is the um is it uh area energy and archaea energy the combination kind of a spin out um, you know, of this oil, uh, you know, infrastructure. So I, I know you've called out oil stocks several times. So, you know, we we turn and, on the rise. and you can look at SPACs then. And here you have a SPAC that's going to be a, a heavy hitter in the oil industry. So it looks like, you know, as you look at that volume, maybe people are starting to take note. Hey, there's another oil stock coming to the public market. Definitely, definitely. I'd have to agree with that. You know, one of the mentions that is mentioned by a lot of oil is that we're going to get back to pre-pandemic time in demand. And when that demand comes, they've been holding back supply so much that they're probably going to throw in a lot of supplies to the market. But before that market happens, before that su big supply push, I expect to see oil up there, even at trading at $80 a barrel. That's what I could expect. So definitely keep your eyes on that. And, and the oil game is, is something else, man. A trade that I, I wish I would have got into in the pandemic. But let's go ahead. Let's keep going. Looks like we, we still don't have our interview just yet. So we can keep going and get some other stocks. Uh, Clever Leaves, of course. Looks like cannabis might be starting to back trend. Yeah, if, the, if that one's moving up too. So yeah, you got Clever and Silver Spike both moving. Uh, I, my guess is then that we have some positive momentum in the cannabis industry. Tilray, 2%. I would have I would have guessed more based on that Silver Spike move. But um, yeah, you know, I, I still, I, I do like Silver Spike. Uh, I own a small position in that. 
you know, they're kind of a, a thing behind the thing for the weed industry, right? They're, they're mm -hmm. the partner to get more people to buy weed from your shop. If you're an independent weed store, you need customers, right? I mean, ultimately you're, you're in sales, right? You got to get people in your building buying your product. So you, Silver Spike can get you customers. And that's, you know, where that, that turns into with weed maps. All right, all right. Looks like Scott is a little late. It's not our fault, guys. It looks like Scott is late, but what can we do? What can we do? We can talk about some specs that we're actually looking to get into right now that I'm actually in right now. So we might as well just go ahead and get towards our our SPACs that we wanted to mention a little bit later. So if you want to see these SPACs, help us out. Hit the like button. We're starting to see that like jump in. Yeah, we need some likes. We need 100 likes to get I into these. I want to open that 1952. <laughs> we need 100 likes to get into these trade ideas. I, I've got three good ideas today. I've got a, a SPAC without a target. I've got a SPAC that's announced a deal. And I've got a former SPAC. And I think all three are, are great ideas here. But I want some more likes, guys. So can can we get to 100? I can't blame you. Definitely, guys. Welcome to the SPACs attack. Smash the like for the SPACs attack. We want to get into some of these. I, I'm telling you, man, I, I'm loving I'm loving when I when I open up my, you know, my platform and I and I just see nothing but green. I was kind of worried a little bit of, of, of one of these uh positions and I'll, I'll kind of bring it up in a second but i mean hey i mean when you open it up and you only see maybe one stock in the red but you're still in the green in that red stock hey uh, i'm not i'm not too mad at all so definitely definitely one of that i am seeing starting to ramp here and, and i'm going to bring it up in a second here is one that i think in the long run i i just want to have a piece of it because I think in the long run, I definitely think we're going to start seeing this company trend on its upward path. Uh, one that I loved when we made the announcement, but I, I love to test people in the chat. So let's see if anybody can name what I'm thinking here in the chat. Hit the like, hit the like. Born knows what it's all about. Let's go ahead. Let's get into this. Looks like we're up there. 69 likes, 69 likes. Hit the like. Trade money knows what the deal is. 70 likes. Let's get up to 100, guys, and then eventually 175 so we can open that Redux Mugs pack. I want to open that pack. I smashed the like. but I, I, paid, can I paid up to get that I can pack. only I can only hit the like one time, guys. Uh, let, let's help out here, and uh, Man, let's, let's open I, that pack I up. Had the, I had to buy a Tatis and sell a Tatis. Yeah, that's what I was saying is I, I, I don't love that these last couple burns, they've made it to where you you got to get rid of some star players, but that's the method to their madness here. And, you know, ultimately it also increases the value of some of those common players then because there's less cards out there. I mean, can you imagine if Top Shot did that? Like right now, Top Shot does the challenges where you have yeah, to own, like you know, LeBron dunk. Yeah, you have to own like five or six certain moments and then you get an extra like bonus moment that you can only get through the challenge. But you get to keep all the other moments. You don't lose them. Like, can you imagine if, yeah, you had to burn a LeBron dunk, like, and get rid of it? Like, you lose that video moment just to get, you know, an exclusive, you know, LaMelo uh, ball or something? Like, I don't know if as many people would do that. So, tops with an interesting, you know, method here. So, we're, right, we're getting closer to the to the like goal, but yep, yep, I see it up there. Now we're up there towards 83, 83 likes, 84 likes. Let's go ahead and I'll give you one here. Let's see if maybe this can lift us over the 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 likes 
resistance right now. So break the resistance there, guys. Let's get through the 100. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit here. So I'm going to knock out some of mine really quick, really quickly, Chris, and then you can give yours that have a little bit more DD attached to them. All right, so I'm just going to run through my positions here that were on my shopping list. So that's what it's all about, guys. You got to always have your shopping list. Chris and I talked about this for such a long time. Guys, when the market's going down, this is when you need to be building that shopping list. Have that shopping list ready. Even if it's on paper and pen, whatever it is, have it ready. So that when days like yesterday come and you feel like you're seeing the bottoming action, you start taking some positions. So I'll let you know right now, guys, I'm in. Uh, I talked about this yesterday, so I'll run through this one first. RSI, I am in this one. I'm looking for this one to really get back above 13. 13 will be a really good price to get above, but I'm in this one pretty good pricely, guys. I'm in at 1205, guys, right close towards this support, as close to the support as I could possibly get. I mean, look, look where we're at right now. I got in at 1205 right here off the support. That's what I like to do, guys. Target those support, give myself a risk management situation, and we'll see if gambling just continues to rise. All right, next one up I want to talk about is my next uh, kind of SPAC here. And, and, I, and I got a couple, man. So this one, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens. SPFR here, guys. This is uh, Jaws Spitfire. We're talking Velodyne here. I'm definitely going to watch this one. I got in this one, guys, and I'll give you guys my exact position. I'm actually not in, in too, too – uh, too great of a position here on this one. I'm actually in the red. Uh, well, actually, look, it's starting to get a bounce right now. So um, I'm actually right now in at 995 on this one, and it's at 995 right now at this second. So that's what I'm going to look at. It and, and looks like I'm having a little bit of charting issues with SPFR. So we'll just move on to the next one here, but keep your eyes on that one. Underneath 10 and one that I think hasn't gotten the lift that it should have gotten when it announced. Looks like yeah, we woke and, up and, there. And Mitch, I'm in SPFR, and you got a better entry point than I did because I know I paid over ten bucks a share for this one. You know that this is a three D play, and you know that that connection to SpaceX, right? That's what we've talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can't oh, buy those. you you can't buy shares of SpaceX unless if you know you, you're you're rich and part of you know the uh, the rounds that they raise, or if you you know are investing you know through other ways. You can't just go to the exchange though and buy SpaceX. So what's the next best thing? Find a partner. Find someone that helps SpaceX, you know, on their rocket missions, you know, and getting things to space. Well, here you have Velo 3D, you know, that is printing items for SpaceX. And they're not just working with SpaceX. They're working with others, too. So I, I love this play going forward. All right, let's go ahead and let's get into my next one. Want to make sure that we get this all in one clip here. So the next one up here, guys, that I'm that I'm in actually is open open door guys i'm looking for a quick reversal right back up what i call the u-turn look so one of the things is this one's been actually downtrending if you really look at it since about february 11th all the way until now so we're talking like one month two months three months of downturn so i'm looking for that quick move right back up here so i got in this one i'm actually just barely in the green here i'm in at 15 yesterday i didn't get the best entry yesterday so 
you know, I, I can be honest. Sometimes I'm going to tell you guys right off the top. Uh, this one was, I jumped in it a little bit too quickly. I just wanted to get the shares done. And when you're opening a lot of positions, what uh, I would advise, especially with free commissions, I should have stacked my entries. So maybe put one at like 15, one at 1480, one at 1475, so that I could have gotten a better average through my shares. And this is something that I think we all need to learn. One day I will specifically attack this on Money Mitch so that you guys can learn about this. But definitely open door. Let's see if we get back up there. I'm looking for a move back up to it's 22. That's where I would take some profit. Then look for it to come back up to 26. Not looking for it to come back to 36. That's not my idea here. My idea is to get half of this move back. And if I get half of that move back, it'll be a 20 to 30% gainer. And to me, money. So let's keep going, guys. Next one up, I'm going to be looking at, guys, and, and I'm actually in this one. I'm excited how I saw the reaction react today is DM. Desktop metals, guys. I love this one. I, I did love how they started getting into also, and, and I don't want to talk about the dentist, but the 3D dent, uh, dentist kind of idea. I like that idea, and it's actually gotten approved. I think that was massive. It didn't really react on that news, and I think it's having this laggard effect. One of the things that I'm watching in desktop metals is to keep my eyes on Triple D because this is a leading uh, 3D stock also. And as you can see, I, this is what I've been pointing out is this trend coming back in 3D. So that's another reason why I am in DM. So the last one I want to mention, guys, that I'm in in, in the kind of the SPAC land is VLDR. And I got into this one just because I want to have some kind of skin in the game in, in kind of uh, the Velodyne and, and kind of LiDAR system here. And so uh, this is the one I picked. It looks like I might have not picked the right one because there was some news out today on Lizar that, that actually interested me. But hey, who knows? Maybe we see this one turned around. Um, I have this one closer towards 1050, but I do have a stop at 10 set guys at 10 literally i could get stopped out in this one in the next couple of minutes and this is what it's all about understand where your risk is when you get into a trade i got in this one yesterday near that 1050 and man i, I got caught a little bit on a downturn and now i'm holding towards the 10 and if it breaks 10 so be it i'll take a two three dollar loss there smaller loss because I, I just kind of got in this one. And one of the things you need to do is look at your positions. And so if I got to cut one, but the rest of them are in the green, I'm more than happy to go ahead and cut one and keep the rest of them in the green. All right, Chris, let's go ahead and what you got for us. Oh, man, I was really hoping we got to 100 likes. I don't think we're quite there, but guys, oh, I... <laughs> looks like we might have to hold back your picks, I, bro. I know we've got some loyal fans watching today, though. You know, and it looks like we might not have this interview today. So I don't want to leave everyone high and dry. So let's get into it. So I've got three ideas for you here. So up first, I've got IGAC. Mm. So I have call options on IGAC right now at the $10 uh, strike price. I don't own shares, just the calls. This is one, though, that I, I've been interested in for a while. It's led by Bradley Tusk of Tusk Ventures. He was an early investor in FanDuel. It also has Christian Good, who's part of Ivory Gaming Group. He was the prior president of uh, Genting Americas, which owns two gaming properties in New York. 
You also have Ed Farrell, who's the former president of Resort World in Las Vegas. You add all those things up. They're targeting the, the gaming and hospitality space. To me, I see sports betting, right? All those things I mentioned point to sports betting, in my opinion, or the iGaming space. I want more more involvement in sports betting and iGaming stocks, right? I think there's huge growth there. You still have FanDuel out there that, you know, is going to go public. You've still got MGM, a, a joint venture of MGM that I think maybe they could spin off, you know, via an IPO or a SPAC deal. So there's still a couple ways, you know, for, for SPACs to get a piece of the sports betting market. I like IGAC. It is starting to lift up a little bit today, but this morning when I looked, it was trading at 973. You don't, you, we do see a lot of SPACs under 10, but you don't see a ton getting close to that 970 level right now. And this is one where at, you know, 970, 975, I'm looking to get shares too, not just those call options, because I, I, I think this one could be great. And then my, my SPAC that has an announced deal is THBR. So THBR has a SPAC merger coming with Indy Semiconductor. They help automotive companies with autonomous connectivity and also vehicle electrification. Um, so they already are partnered with 12 tier one approved vendors, including Magna International. Now, if you remember, Magna's partnered with Fisker. Magna's partnered with um, you know some other players, maybe even Apple. So, you know, this one looks exciting to me. Mitch, what's the thing we keep hearing about chips and semiconductors, right? There's a chip shortage out there for cars. This is a company that could help with that. I think this one starts to see more interest as this deal gets completed. I know, you know, every time we see these chip stocks go up, everyone's saying what? What are some more chip stocks? What are some more plays on the semi, you know, industry? Here you have, you know, your peer company, Indy, but, but it's still got to complete that SPAC deal. So I think once that deal goes through, it, it starts to get mentioned by more people. And then lastly, you know, Mitch just talked about Velodyne, a, a LiDAR company. I'll give you another one. You know, we have LAZR, Luminar. So there is actually a rumor out that they could be partnered with Tesla. Now, I know what you're thinking. Elon Musk has come out. He has called LiDAR the, the uh, you know, a fool's errand. He has been very against LiDAR. But there is pictures of Tesla Model Ys testing LiDAR on top. People on the internet have, you know, cracked the code. And it looks like it's Luminar's LiDAR technology being used on those Tesla vehicles you know, to me, I'm shocked because shares of LAZR are down 8%. There you see that picture there. So again, a Tesla on the road with the LiDAR on top. You know, it, Elon Musk, he's free to change his mind, right? So maybe he came around, he said, hey, we <laughs> wanted to do this without LiDAR, but turns out we need LiDAR. And, and, you know, as Mitch said, you know, he wanted a piece of the LiDAR market. He's got Velodyne. Velodyne's got more shipments than anyone else. I think they're a great player. I, I'm looking now at this Luminar rumor because, again, guys, you've seen how stuff can move when they're connected to Tesla. You know, if this rumor ends up being true, you know, I, I just think that you, you need a piece of the LiDAR industry because even if, you know, Luminar partners with Tesla, the other LiDAR companies are going to run too, right? Because mm -hmm. you have one of the guys who's most watched in the auto industry saying, hey, 
LIDAR is the future. That's a great catalyst. What do you think, Mitch? Definitely 100. You know, you've heard from me multiple times saying that I think the only way EV truly gets adopted is if we solve this autonomous first, because that's really what's going to take the consumer over the edge, over the gas powered vehicle It's going to be, can it drive itself? Because if it could drive itself, I mean, hey, I'll put my hands up and, and like, like I talked about earlier in the Faraday, I can do the SPACs attack from the back seat and, and let the, the car just drive. I, I think the consumer will like that. Now, I know there's a lot of people that are into green energy, but there's a lot of us also that it's just not on our forefront mind, right? And so I think that you, to get the consumer over the hurdle, it's companies like this, Luminar. And, and, and I think you, you might have gotten a better pick than me, Chris. I got to be honest. But hey. I, I I can admit it sometimes. I can admit it. I, I, I might have gotten that one wrong and maybe I need to start looking at yours. So I'll take a look. You know, but I, I think, you know, as I said, Mitch, right, if Luminar gets that deal with Tesla, I, I think Velodyne trades up too, right? Because all it does is just strengthens the argument that, that all these auto companies need to work with LiDAR. Now, I did see a comment in the chat um, from Casey talking about Arb Robotics, uh, ITAC. I, I did talk about that one on the show before. That's a 4D radar. Um, they had partnered with Tesla before. I'm not sure if they're still partnered with Tesla, but that's kind of a different technology than LiDAR that must seems to you know support more. So that could also be an interesting play. It could just be that Musk is trying to test out several different technologies, right? There's nothing wrong with that. And just because there's Teslas on the road, you know, with uh, Luminar, it doesn't mean for sure that they will, you know, uh, keep that technology going forward. So something to watch, um, you know, and then also uh, Solar saying Elon Musk sending uh, conflicting messages. Nah, it, you know, spot on, right? You know, Musk again, <laughs> he, he can change his mind. We, we've seen it happen. So I, I would not be surprised at all if, if Luminar gets this deal and Musk ends up saying, LiDAR is the future. LiDAR, diamond hands. <laughs> <laughs> all along, all along, he's like LiDAR. We just didn't know it. Yeah, yeah. No, no. One of the things that I would point out is also, I think Elon, as much as, he, as, much as other people wouldn't want to admit this, I think he's slowly not in the, the kind of the leading role there in Tesla. And there's some engineers pushing him, maybe saying, hey, I know that you've mentioned this, but maybe you need to take a look at the technology because we feel it could definitely benefit the company. So I think that's what could be happening here. That's a great point. Great point. All right. Let's go ahead. And like it says down here below, up next, we're going to get into Shift Pixie. Let's go ahead and let's get into that. The time where we unlock some SPACs. So let's go ahead, unlock some SPACs and get into our interview of the day. All right, guys. Yeah. So thanks for patiently waiting Coming up right now, we've got Scott Absher. He is the CEO of Shift Pixie. Company trades as P-I-X-Y. Welcome to the show, Scott. Hey, guys. Good morning. Thank you. Yeah, welcome to the show. Glad you can make it. I'm going to go ahead and let Chris lead on this interview, and I'll be back. All right, Scott. So we definitely want to talk about, you know, the SPAC news that came out from Shift Pixie. But before we get into that, can you give our viewers some background? What is Shift Pixie all about? Sure, uh, Chris. Uh, we started uh, this uh, uh, platform, uh, uh, the Shift Pixie ecosystem, back in uh, uh, 2015, June of 2015, 
And the goal was uh, uh, both my co-founder and I came out of the human capital management space and uh, uh, we saw that there was an interruption that had occurred in the human capital markets and it was uh, directly attributed to a lot of the gig platforms that came onto the scene and they they altered the uh, the landscape uh, of, of part-time employment so much so that turnover levels uh, for any industry that relied on part-time labor rose uh, from a, a, a tradition of 100% to three and 400%. So uh, we saw an opportunity to build a technology platform that would uh, build uh, rebuild those connections between the new workforce and brick and mortar operators. And so we launched uh, that uh, with the, the intent of, of being able to re, uh, uh, rebuild these connections. And in that marketplace, there's about 28 million people that work part-time in the US and half of those are in the restaurant and hospitality trade. So we spent the early our early years focused on the restaurant and hospitality trades. But we also knew um, along uh, as we were building this, uh, based on our, our prior uh, business life, that we would have a high value in the temporary staffing industry. And so that's what led us to uh, consider uh, SPACs as a methodology for building super clients. And we think that our approach on these SPACs is really um, uh, probably one of the best business or use cases for SPACs. Perfect. Yeah. So we had news out on April 29th, um, you know, that a, a subsidiary of Shift Pixie now, we're going to get four SPACs hitting the public market. We've got industrial human capital, vital human capital, tech stackery, and insurity capital. So, you know, you, you kind of touched on it, but why get into uh, SPACs right now? Well, uh, what happened for us late last year was our investment bank that we had a very successful uh, relationship with last year, AGP, uh, asked us if, if uh, we would consider doing some M&A. And, um, and we weren't really keen on doing that, using our, our cap table to do that and using our stock to do that. But I started paying attention the end of last year. I had uh, I w had watched uh, these the SPAC market back in the early to mid 2000s and uh, didn't pay much attention to it that, uh, afterwards. And then I started to see that uh, a lot of activity started to percolate in, in 2019 and 2020. Um, uh, and I started doing a, a deep dive into all the S1s, trying to uh, identify who the law firms were, who the bankers were, who the audit firms were and, and learned that uh, uh, the uh, audit firms, the IR firms were already firms that we were engaged with. And um, so I circled back to our, our bankers and said, what if we were able to um, uh, uh, set up these SPACs as kind of a sidecar fund to allow us to do uh, roll-ups in the, uh, in the uh, staffing industry? And we picked those three sectors. We picked industrial staffing, medical staffing, and uh, technology staffing. And they love the idea. The fourth one that we put up in surety capital is set up as a uh, commercial insurance carrier that will actually carry all the commercial insurance premium. Uh, workers' compensation is a large component in the staffing industry, and it'll all drive into uh, the fourth one uh, in surety. So um, uh, this collective is very unique. And again, it's a, a very unique uh, use case for SPACs to build uh, super clients for uh, 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 for us as a public company sponsor, you can imagine the impact both on explosive revenue, explosive profit, and explosive net uh, asset accumulation. So it's a we think it's a, a great use case. 
So one of the things we always try to get, you know, for our viewers here on SPACs Attack is some of the behind the scenes, the background information. So for SPACs coming, it looks like they're all going to be a half of a warrant for these units, but they all have varying number of shares and money raised. What goes into the decision making of, you know, how many shares, how much money, and then the warrant size, um, you know, for each SPAC? That's a great question, Chris. There's a combination of, uh, of, uh, of, of decisions there. Number one, uh, in, in, in terms of the capital, you'll see that the, the first three um, uh, are, we're looking for $250 million uh, to uh, follow into those. And if you, do, if you look at the economics, the idea is that we can go into the, these uh, staffing uh, sectors and buy at uh, uh, one uh, uh, X multiple of EBITDA, but trade at a Y multiple of EBITDA. So um, the, the economics and the, and the formula is pretty simple. And, and almost anybody can do the math on those. Uh, but uh, when we got to um, insurity, we looked at the amount of premium contribution that would be coming from this collective, including uh, Ship Pixie. And uh, we saw that there was an opportunity that, to uh, really grow uh, a very large national uh, uh, insurance entity. And so for that one, we knew that we need a lot more uh, uh, capital to backstop that so that we landed at 500 million on, uh, on uh, insurity. Uh, in terms of the warrant uh, uh, and, and the, the construct there, that's uh, the decision-making and the deal-making on the banking side really drives that. So that's, that's less uh, of a sponsorship issue. It's more of a, a deal-making or you know, a selling uh, an incentive on the, on the, uh, on the uh, banking side. So you said that you were, you know, approached um, towards M&A and it kind of landed on, you know, launching this uh, other vertical with SPACs. So, you know, we have four announced here. I, I know you probably can't give us, you know, all the details, but is this the start of, you know, a, a new SPAC vertical that's going to keep going? Or is this kind <laughs> of a, a launch for and just kind of you know, wait and see what happens. No, that's a great question, Chris. And, and I and listening to you guys talk about Elon Musk and, and some of the things he's doing at Tesla. What I try to, uh, the, the metaphor that I use to explain our motivation, I said, this would be uh, uh, the equivalent of uh, Tesla sponsoring a SPAC to go out and acquire, say, Hertz and Avis and get rid of their fossil fleet and put in uh, Tesla. So they're building a large uh, super client. That's kind of the way to think about what we're doing here. And I think you're right. I think this is a new way for, for uh, companies to uh, leverage uh, the, the opportunity in the capital markets without, uh, without impacting shareholder value. In fact, it's, it's the most creative thing you could do from a, from a shareholder value standpoint. Awesome. So one of the things we've seen, you know, the SPAC market was, you know, very hot for months and months. And now we've kind of gotten, you know, to a standstill. We've had some talks of, you know, SEC, new regulations. So there's not a ton of new SPAC IPOs. What gives you and Shift Pixie, you know, the confidence to, to bring these to market at maybe a tougher time right now than what we've seen? Yeah, that's a great question. The, the the chill that you see right now, we think, is is uh, largely uh, revolving around this issue of warrants and and the way they're being valued. Uh, that's uh, the SEC wanted to weigh in on this, and it was not. Uh, look, th this was probably overdue. There was such a flurry of activity here, and um, and all kinds of uh, of uh, uh, you know. Uh, people that 
probably were not regular participants in the capital markets that were jumping into this. And I think it was, you know, the the uh, the SEC's way of maybe tapping the brakes so they get a better view on this. We think in our particular case that that uh, since we're a known, since we're already a public uh, company, we're trading on NASDAQ, as you know, uh, that we're already known and vetted uh, as, a, as a sponsor uh, with the SEC, that we think that uh, this this will uh, the the optics for this are I think a little better for everybody from the regulatory side of the the, the equation and also the capital markets side of the equation to understand uh, our our particular use case. But uh, I, I think that uh, you're still going to see this uh, ramp up. I I, uh, I I can I can appreciate the the commission's um, uh, position on some of this and the way they want to review this. If you, if you can imagine a normal IPO where they uh, get a chance to fully vet the company and FINRA gets a chance to vet and all the, all the participating attorneys get a chance to vet, in this particular case, they don't really get to vet the deal until post-transaction. So um, uh, it's, um, again, I think it, 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 uh, the, the volatility and the, and the excitement that maybe got, uh, uh, got a little out of hand and and I, I don't blame the commission at all for, you know, tapping the brakes here a little bit. The the other thing I saw, Scott, you know, the, this is going to be a, a tougher question. You know, when you guys announced that you were trying to raise a, a billion dollars with these four SPACs, I did see a little bit of criticism out there online. You know, you are a smaller company, you know, a smaller market cap. You know, what would you say to the doubters that think maybe, hey, how are they going to bring, you know, four SPACs to the market being this small of a company? Does that have more to do with your partners and the, the yeah. bankers here to get the financing to, to get these through? It absolutely does. This is, look, this, uh, we're, we couldn't be in a better alliance than we are with uh, uh, AGP. Um, they're, if you look at just their pipe in, in placement activity, they're always in the, the, the upper percentage in the lead tables. They always have their, uh, uh, a lot of deal flow and uh, we couldn't be in better hands. And so this is really more a tribute to AGP than it is to us. This was an innovation on our part, but uh, listen, they're the, they're the champions here. They're the ones that are really making history here. Awesome. And then the the last question I've got for you here is, you know, you said you're targeting, you know, the staffing industry with these SPACs. I, I, I got to ask, you know, we have a ton of private companies out there. Are, are there that many private uh, staffing companies? You know, I'm sure you can't say if you have targets in mind, but what are the thoughts of, you know, sticking to the verticals that you're comfortable with and targeting some of these private staffing companies? Yeah, that's Chris. What's nice about for us and from an opportunity standpoint is that's a very fragmented industry, and uh, in each of these uh, subsets that we're looking at, uh, it's it's extremely fragmented. There's a lot of mom and pops. There's a lot of regional, strong regional players. So our whole goal here is to is to cobble together through acquisition uh, a national footprint in each of these uh, in each of these verticals. But it, it's very distributed, very, uh, very mom and pop, and, and the opportunity is very strong for us. Awesome. And then, you know, just to, to end on, you know, again, we dove into these SPACs, but moving back to, to Shift Pixie, what can investors of Shift Pixie, that's ticker PIXY, look forward to, you know, for growth ahead here? Uh, I can't, I wish I could go into the math. 
but I think uh, I think the uh, the uh, the the wise uh, investor, if they do their diligence and they look at the amount of capital that's being deployed and what its impact might be from an acquisition multiple to a trading multiple, and you look at what the impact might be for net assets for uh, for revenue, um, uh, this is extraordinary. And again, I think that. Uh, uh, we're going to be making some uh, business history. We actually think that this use case is something that they'll be writing about in business schools for years to come. Uh, we're just really fortunate, really blessed, actually, to be in this position. And um, uh, we're just uh, we're looking forward to actually doing the work. Uh, but we're so excited about the outcomes. And I and I encourage any uh, any uh, uh, shrewd investor to do the diligence and, and run the numbers. And you can see what the impact is of building super clients or mega clients uh, in this uh, in this uh, in this type of a strategy. Perfect. Well, I think that's going to do it for for my questions here. I'm not seeing a ton of questions in the chat. I'm seeing some great comments out there, though, Scott. It looks like you got some fans out here for for Shift Pixie. You know, you got some investors of Shift Pixie here. Um, you know, so so we love seeing that. I'm excited to to see these SPACs launch. You know, I think this is something that maybe some public companies need to take advantage of. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting a piece of the SPAC market. It's a good way. You know, as you said, maybe to to approach M&A rather than just, you know, going head on, launching these SPAC verticals. So, you know, we look forward to to following the the progress here. So, guys, again, joining us on SPACs Attack. We've got Scott Absher. He is the CEO of Shift Pixie. That ticker is P-I-X-Y. You know, thanks for joining us on the show today, Scott, and taking time out of your busy schedule. Thanks, Chris. It's good to be with you. Yeah, and we'll have to have you back sometime, maybe uh, when these SPACs launch, uh, we can oh, dive yeah, into them to, more. So yeah, love to do that. Love to keep you. Love to keep you apprised of where how we're progressing. Awesome. Well, thanks, Scott. You have a great day. Okay. Thank you. You too, Chris. All right, guys. So you heard it here. You know, I I, I think Mitch, that's an interesting way to to do some M and A. What what do you think should should more companies do this where they launch, you know, some SPAC verticals, uh, subsidiaries going forward? Yeah, you know, one of the things that we're going to see is does this trend kind of continue? Um, that's one thing that I'll definitely see. You know, I, I think this is kind of you always have to be an innovator, right? And so this is kind of being an innovator and trying a different strategy here. One thing we're going to look at is how does the strategy actually pay out? And then we'll look at to see if there's any copycats. This, this happens all the time, guys, when you get the copycats. And so definitely take a look at that. And then we'll take a, a look to see how it definitely keeps moving forward. Yeah, you know, I, I think definitely, you know, pay attention to the trends. Could they be on to a, a new trend here, like like Mitch just said? So something to watch. Guys in the chat, you know, I, I hope you enjoyed that. Like I said, it looks like there's some fans out here of, of Shift Pixie. That ticker was P-I-X-Y. They're launching these four SPACs, you know, in the staffing industry. I'm excited to see these launch and kind of see, you know, who they target, Um, you know, because that staffing industry you know, could be a good play, you know, and they have experience with the the gig economy. Um, yeah, so Cole saying, you know, added to to the watch list. You know, I, I got to say, I, I didn't know a ton about this, uh, you know, this launch until today. And, and I looked at those four SPACs and I, my interest is peaked for sure. So interesting to see how this ends up in the future. 
Um, we did hit over 100 likes, guys. So hopefully you got some value out of Mitch's picks today. Uh, again, you know, he told you exactly what he went out and bought over the past couple of days. Even told you his entry prices, right? You, you <laughs> Not won't many get people will do that. You you won't get that all the time because now you got you know what they can do now, Mitch. They target me. They can come back and they can watch this episode and they can say, hey, Mitch got in at $15. And now they're going to hit you up all the time and say, did you sell? Did you sell? Did you sell? So they might be coming for you. So don't do that, guys. Don't don't hit Mitch up every day asking if he sold yet. But his Twitter is right there on the screen. So you can follow him, Story Investors. And again, I gave you guys three picks, right? And I tried to hit every segment, right? I gave you a SPAC that hasn't announced a deal, a SPAC that did announce a deal, and a former SPAC. And I tried to give you, you know, the catalyst and the stories, right, Mitch? That's what we're all about on the show, right? It is story first. And then also, you know, the the chart, you know, Mitch is great here at pointing out, you know, those key levels on the chart. So what I like to do is find the story and then I, I turn to Mitch, right? And I look at that chart to see, hey, what could my entry points be? Where's my risk at? You know, so so when combine, I look at, you know, combine. like a what? Combine, combine, combine the, the combination, the tag team duo. It, it right can't here. be. It can't be. No, I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, one thing I can tell you guys is from my day trading experience every single day, day trading, I realized that, hey, one of the things that you can't do is just trade purely off technicals. I know you're going to hear people say that, but there's very rare people that can do that. And so what I like to do is combine the approach, combine the approach. There's no reason why that doesn't work. So what, I, what I'm trying to do is be on a stock that's in favor, has a story, good fundamentals behind it, and then the technicals to time the entry. Because if you don't time your entry as a retail trader, what happens? You get washed out. They just wash you out. And next thing you know, you, you see the stock up two or three weeks after you got washed out, past your level. And you're like, man, should have never sold that stock. Now I see it up there. What do I do now? Do I buy again? The FOMO starts hitting, the scratching of the head, scratching. I, it's, you, you just don't get your answer. And so one of the things that we try to do, and I and I and I and I, I think Chris has really started to, to grow on it is kind of the three like variable approach. Look for your fundamentals there because it needs to be there. Then the story needs to match. The hype needs to be behind it. Because if investors aren't looking at it, guess what? It just keeps going down. We can mention a stock like Mile. I like it, but guess what? Investors don't because I think the thing just keeps coming down. And so that stocks like that are, are stocks that you know you got to watch you got to watch and then you can definitely take advantage let's get into our giveaway today i want to talk a little bit about our tesla share giveaway i don't know about you guys but i've been i've been banging on on, on jason rasnick's door telling them hey 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 when, when are you going to give me some of those shares of Tesla? So this is your own way of having a chance to get that share of Tesla. I'm going to go ahead and play the trailer here, and I'll put the link in the chat so that you guys can go ahead and join the competition here.
I know. I right? love that. I love that video. You know what my favorite part is, Mitch? What's your favorite part? That that clip of me, you, Matt Higgins, and <laughs> Gary V. Because we are all smiling. We're laughing. I think you're clapping in it. Hey, like, that's, what a that was good... my that was the best interview we've ever done. I I still think that you know, like I said, I've mentioned it on my Twitter highlight of the year. Highlight of the year. Got to interview two billionaires. I mean, when do you see that in the same show only on SPACs attack? That's what I'll tell you. Right. And they weren't just trying to sell us stuff, right? They were giving us wisdom and knowledge beyond our years. Like I took away. You guys have no idea. I took away so much from that. Like I I learned new ways to, to live my life and to make investment decisions, right? To make everyday decisions. So that's great. You know, Mitch, I heard this morning that, that Jason Rasnick was even talking about if we if we got to a, a million subscribers on YouTube, he was going to give away a, a Tesla cyber, cyber truck. truck. And you know what I would say to that, Mitch, is that if you can't afford to buy a Tesla cyber truck, you know what just got released today? There is a RC Tesla cyber truck from Hot Wheels that is coming out in two minutes. At noon Eastern time today, they announced it last year. It's coming out today. I think it's a hundred bucks. I have an article out on Benzinga.com. So go ahead, make sure you go to Benzinga.com, find that article. But there is an RC Tesla Cybertruck, Mitch. I think think one or both of us might need to buy that. And we might need to do a video of a Tesla Cybertruck. Maybe we need to get one for the office and show it going through the streets of uh, downtown. I I heard it even hits a speed of 12 miles per hour, which makes it one of the fastest RCs out Uh, there. I'm going to make a fake little Lego city, drive the the Cybertruck through the city, get my camera really low, make it look like I was driving the Cybertruck. And Mitch, you know what else I saw in the chat? I I saw people asking and I got to laugh. I'm not even annoyed. But we had a couple people ask the question, did you sell yet? Did you? So did you? Voodoo, Voodoo and Cole, I saw them ask, Mitch, did you sell? So shout out, guys. We love our loyal fans here. <laughs> you know, you hear us talk about Benzinga Pro all the time, right? To pull up those charts, to pull up that news. Mitch, I heard that there is a special going on right now where mm. you can get Benzinga Pro Super Did cheap. Someone say do you, special? Do you know anything about that special for Benzinga Pro? Boom! Boom! Join now for nine ninety seven for the first month of the code thirty days, guys. Definitely check it out, guys. What you're going to be able to do is actually use full Benzinga Pro here for thirty days. I know a lot of you guys want to go ahead and find out why I use Benzinga Pro. I use this on the daily, guys. Find out what you guys want to use. How you do this every single day, guys. This is what I use. I make tons of watch lists. You guys can see I could go into my outdoor plays. I can do a bunch of different things. Hey, who knows? Maybe Trivago, maybe Frontier is a, a stock to look at. Definitely, guys, check out Benzinga Pro. Join now for $9.97 for the first month with, with the code 30 days. $9.97, Mitch. I, I started with Benzinga in, in August. I don't think I've ever seen it priced this low for your first month. That That's crazy. If I didn't already have access to Benzinga Pro, which luckily I do because I'm an employee, uh, I would be forking over the $10 right now. You, you, at, you at least test it for a month, right? Normally we give you know a week or two weeks to test it out. You get a full month at that $10 price. 
And, and then, you know, if, if you decide, you know, for some reason, which isn't going to happen, that you don't like it, you're, you're out the 10 bucks. But you're going to love it so much that you're going to renew it and, and you're going to pay, you know, the full value because it's going to be worth it. But what a great opportunity to get into Benzinga Pro. Definitely, definitely, guys. Take that opportunity. Take the opportunity of getting a chance to win a free share of Tesla. How you'll do it, you'll get through the gleam. I've put it up in the chat. Scroll up. I'm going to give you guys YouTube code slime raz if you go through the subscribe and use that that's going to get you those extra entries get as many entries as you can trust me this guy this might be good i don't know about you guys but the share of tesla is not cheap guys i will take one right now and throw it in the account like i i definitely will be waking up with a smile on regardless of it and yeah tesla has been coming back down but guess what in just a couple of days, we, this this share of Tesla could be yours and it could rip back up. Who knows? Maybe going to the price target of Kathy Woods. And I I just dropped the, the link. I just dropped that link again in the chat, Mitch. Uh, you know, it's that Gleam link. Mitch gave you the code SLIMERAZ, R-A-Z. You know what the important thing is here, though? We got to hit 100,000 subscribers for this giveaway. So if you're not already subscribed, do your part to make this giveaway happen and your chance to win a Tesla share. Smash the like right now and smash subscribe. Benzinga, great content every day here. Uh, you know, so happy weekend, everyone. You know, we look forward to, to seeing you next week. All right. I, I, I'm not sure if Power Hour is ready. We kind of don't know. We we, we kind of never know. I need it. I need to get Aaron Bride to let me know what's going on. But I'll let you guys know right now that definitely, guys, check out the boot camp this weekend. And I'm going to play a little small video so that you guys can learn about this boot camp and what's coming up. This will be this weekend, guys. So definitely check it out, the May 2021 boot camp. all right guys i'm back i'm back i am gonna check on the power hour because i still have no confirmation here but let me go ahead and check on them see what's going on looks like we got people waiting in there i might have to send them over here to spax attack if they keep waiting but um let, let's go ahead and let's wrap up here chris i'm gonna be super excited I've seen it kind of a bottoming formation. And what we've talked about is a lot of times we get three months trend. And yes, we could have gotten a three month downtrend, but let's see if we get this one month uptrend to come back. If we do get that, I know that you guys are going to be excited like we are. Chris and I are going to be watching this market left to right, top to bottom, wherever we can see opportunities. We're going to bring them to you right here on SPACs attack. As you guys heard us giving some picks today, what we do guys is try to do the research and give you the trade idea. It's not for you guys to go ahead and base, like let's say off of my entries. It's all for you guys to have that full 
formulated trade idea because we essentially gave you guys a full crisp idea. We gave you guys the, the research behind our idea, the entry levels that we're looking at, and also the reward level, which is just as important. As you guys heard me mention, a lot of the times I'm not looking to get all the way to the top of the chart because if I looked at that, the percentages for me to get up there would be very low. I look for my sweet spot. You guys find what is your sweet spot out there. And that's what I really recommend. Look at your data because my data pointed me to 20 to 30%. So that's what I look for in my gains. I usually risk about 5% just to give you guys the other side of my trade, which I try to do, guys. Be as, tra as transparent as I can be. And, and I really can't be more transparent than let you guys know exactly how I attack the market. Yeah, perfect. It looks like they started up on Power Hour. Guys, have a great weekend. Again, that boot camp is tomorrow. You got the Benzinga Pro 997 promotion. You got the giveaway. We gave you great picks. And guys, if, if SPACs are back, right, which Mitch has been calling for a while, uh, I've been saying it. I, I think we see some merger Monday activity happening Monday. So hopefully we'll be back to talk about some deals that get announced on Monday. We'll, we'll see, see you. you then. Later, guys.